Today's reading is Psalm 51, and today we're going to be reading from the New International Readers Version. God, have mercy on me according to your faithful love. Because your love is so tender and kind, wipe out my lawless acts. Wash away all the evil things I've done. Make me pure from my sin. I know the lawless acts I've committed. I can't forget my sin. You are the one I've really sinned against. I've done what is evil in your sight. So you are right when you sentence me. You are fair when you judge me. I know I've been a sinner ever since I was born. I've been a sinner ever since my mother became pregnant with me. I know that you wanted faithfulness even when I was in my mother's body. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Sprinkle me with hyssop, then I will be clean. Wash me, then I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear you say, your sins are forgiven. That will bring me joy and gladness. Let the body of broken be glad. Take away all my sins, wipe away all the evil things I've done. God, create a pure heart in me. Give me a new spirit that is faithful to you. Don't send me away from you. Don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. Give me back the joy that comes from being saved by you. Give me a spirit that obeys you so that I will keep going. Then I will teach your ways to those who commit lawless acts and sinners will turn back to you. You are the God who saves me. I've committed murder. God, take away my guilt. Then my tongue will sing about how right you are, no matter what you do. Lord, open my lips so that I can speak. Then my mouth will praise you. You don't take delight in sacrifice. If you did, I would bring it. You don't take pleasure in burnt offerings. The greatest sacrifice you want is a broken spirit. God, you will gladly accept a heart that is broken because of sadness over sin. May you be pleased to give Zion success. May it please you to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifices of those who do what is right. Whole burnt offerings will bring you delight to you and bulls will be offered on your altar. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So as we reflect on this psalm together, let's pray. Father God, thank you that you speak to us in the Bible. Help us to hear your voice as we think about this psalm and help us to become people who can pray anytime, any place, any prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Sorry. It's only five letters. It's a really easy word to say. But it's often a really difficult word to mean. It's difficult because it means making ourselves vulnerable. It means admitting that we've done something wrong. It means asking someone to treat us better than we deserve. God gave us the book of Psalms in the Bible to teach us to pray. God wants us to know him and enjoy a special relationship with him. And prayer is how we talk with one another. He to us and we to him. God wants us to be able to share the whole of life with him. The highest of highs and the lowest of lows, the good, the bad, and yes, the ugly. And like any relationship, there will be times when we will need to say sorry. So just think if you've ever had to say sorry to someone before. Of course, all of us have. Perhaps we've even needed to say sorry this morning. 
where David wrote Psalm 51 to say sorry to God. And it's in our Bibles to help us to say sorry to God too. Now, we often think of King David as a spiritual superhero. And he did do some great things for God, like defeat the great giant Goliath. But he also made some big mistakes, some on purpose. And David wrote this psalm, this prayer, after one of those big mistakes. David had stolen someone's wife. Then David had lied about it and tried to cover it up. Then David had arranged for her husband to be killed. So God sent a very brave messenger called Nathan to call him out on it. David realised what a mess he'd made of things and he prayed this prayer to say sorry to God. Now we all make mistakes. We all do things that ignore what God wants for us. We all do things that hurt ourselves and hurt other people. So what can we learn from this psalm? about saying sorry to God. Well, there are two main things David asks for in this prayer. First, he asks to have the stain of his sin washed away. And second, he asks for a new heart to serve God. So let's just take those one at a time. Wash away all the evil things I've done. Make me pure from my sin, David says in verse 2. I wonder if you've ever got so dirty that you couldn't get clean. Perhaps you got your hands covered with paint or ink from a pen and no matter how much you scrubbed or how much soap you used, the stain just wouldn't come out. It stayed there for days and days, perhaps even weeks. Uh, As a boy, I used to hate making mistakes on my work. If I was writing something and made a mistake, I didn't want to cross it out. I'd rather tear the page out of the writing book and start again because I I hated seeing the mistake, the misspelled word with the line through it. I wanted it to be perfect every time. David says that his sins were like stains on his soul. They were like dirty marks on his hands or clothes that no matter how hard he tried, he could not get off by himself. Now, there's a lot of mess in the world. And when we take time to look inside ourselves, we see that we are knee deep in it. David recognises not only that he's dirty in God's sight, but also that he can't do anything about it by himself. And so he cries out in desperation to God, wash me. You see, we were made to reflect God like a mirror. But each sin, each rejection of God leaves a dirty mark on that mirror. And the only one who can clean it off is God himself, who we've rejected. That's why David says in verse 4, you are the one I've really sinned against. Because sin isn't so much about doing or thinking bad things. Rather, sin is not being the God-reflecting mirrors he wants us to be. It means denying him the central place in our lives. It means choosing what is good and bad in our own eyes rather than in his. And our sin is like a stain on our souls, a stain that God hates to see in us, a stain that can't be in the presence of a perfect, holy God. Every sin is against God because we're meant to be God reflectors. And our sins make God look bad. They give him a bad name. And so the first part of saying sorry to God is owning up to our dirtiness before God, admitting that we can't clean ourselves up and recognising that our sin is always against God. 
But the second thing David asks for in this psalm is for a new heart. We see this in verse 10. God, create a pure heart in me. Give me a new spirit that is faithful to you. Have you ever been sick? I'm sure you have. We all get sick from time to time. How do you know that you're sick? Well, there are symptoms, signs that tell us we're unwell. For example, we might have a cough or a temperature or an ache or a pain. And sometimes you might go to the doctor and tell them your symptoms and a good doctor will get underneath the symptoms to the bigger problem. They'll ask, what's causing the cough or the temperature or the ache or the pain? They'll ask, what's really wrong here? Because you see, if we only ever treat the symptoms, they'll keep coming back. It's like running the lawnmower over the weeds in the garden. They might chop off the leaves so that you don't notice them anymore. But soon enough, they'll grow back again. Why? Because the roots of the weeds are still in the ground. You haven't dealt with what's causing the weeds to grow. David understands that it's the same with our sins. The bad things we think and say and do are just symptoms. There is a bigger problem underneath them that needs sorting out. Jesus says the same thing in the New Testament also. He says that the bad things we do come from the badness within us, in the same way that a bad tree produces bad fruit. What we do, whether for good or for bad, is an overflow of what we are inside. Where does sin come from? The Bible says it comes from a sick heart. It comes from a heart that doesn't love God, a heart that doesn't delight in God as its greatest treasure, a heart that doesn't trust in God's goodness and abundance, a heart that doesn't believe that God only ever wants our true happiness, a heart that thinks that it would be better off in charge of the universe than God. Does anyone here recognise that in their own hearts? Sadly, I know I do. So you see, washing away the stain of sin isn't enough. Why not? Because a minute later and I'll only go and get dirty again. And then I'll need to be washed clean again. Unless there's a deeper change in me, I'll go on sinning again and again and again and again and again. And so saying a real sorry isn't just about not wanting to get into trouble. It isn't just about not wanting to be punished for what we did wrong. It's about wanting to be different, to be changed, to be made new on the inside. That's what David prays for in verse 10. God, create a pure heart in me. Give me a new spirit that is faithful to you. You see, what we need is a heart transplant. We need God to take out the sick heart, the heart that doesn't love and trust God. And we need him to replace it with a healthy heart, a heart that wants to do what is right and good. Because it does love God and trust God. And so what we see in this psalm is that a real sorry, not just saying the word, but really meaning it, is not only saying, I messed up, I shouldn't have done that. Please wash me clean. Take away the stain of sin. That's really important. But it's also saying to God, and meaning, I don't want to be the kind of person who does that. I want to be the kind of person who does what pleases you. And that's why David says at the end of, psalm, uh, end of the psalm in verse 17, 
the greatest sacrifice you want is a broken spirit. God, you will gladly accept a heart that is broken because of sadness over sin. The kind of sorry God wants isn't just saying the word. Anyone can say the words. Neither is the kind of sorry God wants about balancing the scales as if we could do three good things to make up for every one bad thing. No, the kind of sorry God wants is a sorry that knows we've done wrong. A sorry that knows we can't clean ourselves up. And a sorry that knows we're not the kind of people God wants us to be. A broken heart is the beginning of a new, pure heart. Jesus said it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. And the good news is that Jesus is the doctor of our souls. He specialises in heart transplant operations. Not only is his blood shed on the cross like the laundry detergent that washes away the stain of our sin, but when we come to him saying that we want him to make us new, he gives us his spirit to change us from the inside out, to give us that new heart. Now, it can be very hard to say sorry, but when we say sorry to God, we know he loves us. Why? Because Jesus died for us when we were his enemies, when we were still busy trying to run our own lives and ignoring him. So it might help you to think of saying sorry to God a bit like going to see the doctor. Yes, it can be a bit scary because we don't know what the matter is. We don't know what the doctor's going to say. But God knows us better than we know ourselves. And if we open up to him about what's going on, he can help us. Jesus wants us to be well. The question is, do we? The doctor will see us now. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, you are the great doctor of our souls. Thank you that we can be totally honest with you, that we don't have to pretend that we're better than we are because you see inside our hearts. You see all the badness, everything we're ashamed of, all the things we don't want anyone else to see or know about us. But how wonderful it is to be able to say sorry to you, knowing that nothing we could say or do will make you love us any less. Why? Because you died for us when we were at our most unlovable. So teach us how to say a proper sorry to you and to want to be made new from the inside out. Amen.